any launch you do, there are dips and you start questioning yourself, especially if you're new at it. So you need that kind of coaching or that, you know, a group of people around mm -hmm. you be like, it's okay. It's just part of it. It's just part of it. And you just, you keep the momentum up then. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Engage Roots podcast. This is Sandra DeFreitas. I have a very special guest with me today. This is Marilyn Aloria. Now we've known each other since 2016. We met in a program that I was helping to run and Marilyn like stood out to me and her success, her friendship, her love, everything has just meant the world to me over the last, wow, we're at six years. Amazing. But she is someone you need to get to know. So I wanted to bring her out on the podcast. So Marilyn, hello. How are you? I love Sandra too. Hi everyone. I'm super <laughs> excited to be here. And I didn't know it was, I thought it was 2015, but it was 2016, huh? Mm -hmm. We're actually one of those anomalies where we also, we communicate online, but we've met in person and we've yes. hugged. We have hugged hard. Yes. yes. <laughs> I am a, I'm a big squeeze. Like people are, are pretty surprised that at my height, which I'm a lot taller on the internet that I can give such a big squeezy hug, but that's just me. So everyone, yeah. and I'm not a hugger and it's like, hugs. I'm like, okay, hi. <laughs> no, I was into it. <laughs> I had a friend that hated hugs and I used to hug her harder than anyone else. My community tells me when we see you, we're going to hug you. So you got to get used to it. I'm like, oh darn, maybe that's why I haven't done an in-person retreat. Cause I don't <laughs> hug. <laughs> Uh, well, tell everyone what it is that you do. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I go by the title of psychic medium, but really in a intuitive channel, I get information and I share it in a very practical way. I'm the least woo woo person you'll ever meet. <laughs> and I teach people how to tap into their own inner wisdom, their own gifts. I believe everybody's intuitive. Everybody has gifts, whichever you want to own. You can be all the Claire's, or you could just be intuitive and tap into your inner wisdom and use it in your business and in your life. And I, my goal is to teach people how to live a life that they love, a life that they're dreaming of, and also how to have a business they love and how mm -hmm. to really create a business from the inside out, not from the outside in. I don't teach business principles. That's where I go to Sandra for those things. I do teach how to own the value of what you do and value it and the mindset part of it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So let's talk. So back in 2016, we met, and I think it was toward the end, maybe October, November, 2016 in that program. I remember, do you remember this? This is in your old place. So you were sitting at your desk and there was like a picture of you and I'm just, Marilyn and I are on video so she could see, and you would look like, you know, you had your, your head on your hand, like on a fist and you looked so bored and so tired of waiting. You're like, when are you going to start a mastermind or a coaching program? And uh, yeah, so that instead you and I started working one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a membership program and we were in a program together and I launched and I think I got like 95 people in or 75. I can't remember. And everybody 96. was like, 96, 96, 66, one of the two. I, it might've been 96. And everybody was like talking about the hundreds they were getting. And I was like, Sandra, can you help me? And Sandra was like, yeah, I can. And so I hired Sandra to help me with my launches. And it was unbelievable. Actually, Sandra, out of all the money I've spent in coaching, and I've spent a lot, 
you are definitely one of the people that was worth every single penny. Cause I can't say that about the other coaches. I feel like it was mm. a really waste of money. You always learn something, right? Yeah. But with you, it was not a waste at all. She was so phenomenal about taking me through the Google calendar. We had so much fun. We were laughing the whole time. She had really creative ideas. So the first launch was like a seven to 10 day launch. I can't even remember. It might've yeah. been longer. I think you're, you opened card on a Saturday and you closed card on a Saturday or you opened Friday, you closed. So I remember being Saturday night, putting my son to bed and we were just like giggling on chat and more people were coming in, but it yeah. was a long, it was a good week launch, which I wouldn't do again, but you know, cause everyone came the lot, most, a lot of people came on the last day and that's but- changed for you now, but yeah, yeah, no, and they came in, the, I think they came the first day and the last day and the middle was kind of like the lag. And, I, and I'm going to tell you why it's good to have a coach that knows what they're doing. And we are going to teach you something on this podcast. So it's not going to just be about me blowing smoke up Sandra's little... Hello, Sandra. <laughs> we try to keep this podcast clean. My podcast isn't so clean. Anyway, the, the thing that I think was so good about that launch was also the pre-launch stuff that we did, mm-hmm. if you recall. It was really yeah. a lot. So we got 250 people in. Yeah, 250 or 255, something like that. I can pull up. And I basically was able to stop doing private one-on-one sessions because of that launch. And then I hired Sandra again. It was only like six or seven weeks later. And I think we got another 200 and some odd people Mm -hmm. in. So it was super successful. And what was good for me was having them somebody around because I was like still like, yeah, this isn't that great. And Sandra's like, are you kidding me? You know, so it was really good. Mm -hmm. So that's how we met. Yeah. Yeah. I was super excited at the end. Oh yeah. Well, I remember you saying to me as we were planning the launch. So we had the Google calendar, we were like going through all the emails and everything. And you're like, I just want to stop doing these one-on-ones. I just want to stop doing these one-on-ones. And I can hear the exhaustion every time you talked about them, because it's not just a one-on-one coaching call. It was like, there was more that it took out of you energetically And I was like, that is my goal. I just want her to stop doing these one-on-ones. Like if we could do that, I'll, I'll be really satisfied with this launch. And so by the end, we calculated how much recurring revenue was coming in each month. And you're like, I don't have to do the one-on-ones anymore. And it was like over 15K a month. Yes. I know. In recurring, it wasn't a one-time deal. It was recurring revenue. And that to me was like the most exciting part of this launch because I knew that it would just light you up and change your life in a, in a much more happier way because you didn't have to do these one-on-ones and your time was leveraged and you could play tennis more, which is one of your favorite things to do. And you can spend more time with your, your, your beautiful doggies and, and actually didn't one of your dogs I can't remember which one was it Venus or Mike one of them all of a sudden like the day before launch had like a health scare yeah there were I think there were that and then actually the day of the launch my mother went to emerge the emergency and this is what we want to talk about is mindset because that's what's important and the thing that I think helped me through this launch so much and has helped me in my business I, you know, everybody talks about launches and how difficult they are and how, you know, people, I got the, I got sick, I got this, I got that. And I remember the moment I got the call that my mother went into the emergency room and I had, I just said, nope, I'm not doing that this launch. I am not allowing the emotional havoc to wreak havoc on my life. Mm-hmm. I'm just refusing. 
And we didn't, it was Sandra and two people on my team and we laughed the entire time. And my mother ended up being okay, which was great. Mm -hmm. But having that emotional support during that was huge. And also when it dips, because if you do a week long launch or any launch you do, there are dips and you start questioning yourself, especially if you're new at it. So you need that kind of coaching or that, you know, a group of people around Mm -hmm. you to be like, this is okay. It's just part of it. It's just part of it. And you just, you keep the momentum up then. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's with every launch. Like there's always going to be something that happens that it's almost like the universe saying, how bad do you really want this? Yeah. How hard are you going to work for this? How bad do you want this? You know, this is what I'm throwing at you. So I've seen people, you know, with like, Hey, I had a car accident the night before a workshop I was supposed to do. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, things happen. And sometimes I feel it's the universe. Sometimes it's just, it's just life and it happens to be within your launch schedule. But, you know, I was like, you know, Marilyn, I think it was your, your dog got sick first. Right. And I said, okay, like go take care of it. Everything's done for the launch. Go take care of your dog and everything will be okay. Just know this is really normal before a launch. And so we had that in our minds and we were able to move forward with that. So, Yeah. yeah. So those were good launches, two good launches. Mm-hmm. And then since then you've launched your membership a couple, well, that's been a few years now. That was 2017. So you still have your membership and yeah. you've moved on. You've added more to, to your offerings and that you run masterminds and so much more. I think you have two, do you have two podcasts now or you have the second ones coming in October? Yeah, no, I have one podcast. Who can it be now? And then the second one I'm really hoping to do in October, but as we both know, I'm going through team changes and big changes mm-hmm. in my business. And I think what's really important for people to know, one of the things is when you have a membership program, what's great about it is they end up buying your other programs. So it makes things really easy in terms of they, they become your best customers. Mm-hmm. So that's been phenomenal. So I do have a Soul Finder Academy and Next Level Living is really my, my mentorship deep dive program with me. And then I have a podcast, which I absolutely love. And right now, I think what's really important for every business owner to know is like you go through different iterations in your business. And I'm at, I think, Marilyn 3.0 because Marilyn 1.0 was privates, readings, things like that. 2.0 was membership and Soulfinder Academy. And now 3.0 is this whole other level of my business. And when you go through a business change, it can be very challenging and very difficult. So actually yesterday I had a very gnarly day by the time we're recording this. I don't like to put that out in the energy field. I'll explain that on my own podcast. You don't need to get into that. (laughs) But I actually messaged Sandra and I was like, can you jump on a call with me? Because I had hit one of those moments where I was in fight or flight, really reacting, very anxious, very scared. And I know all of this is amazing. It's exactly like I said to Sandra this morning, I came through an incredible breakthrough, but you need to surround yourself with a really great support system when you're doing business. And it's gotta be the support system for me that's grounded in reality and not grounded in what's your bottom line, what's your sales. It's gotta be something that really handles all aspects of Mm -hmm. your personal self. Because when you're birthing your baby and you're putting yourself out there, your own personal brand, I was in a coaching, a big pricey coaching program and it was all about the bottom line. And I remember I did a launch and I got, it was from one of my signature programs and I got like 16 or 17 people in at like, you know, $3,500 a person, pretty good launch for me. I'm happy with it. 
And they were like, and I, but I learned a lot mindset wise and I posted about my mindset and I didn't post about sales. And they were like, well, what's your sales? Like nobody celebrated the mindset pivot. They just, they were like, what's your sales? And when I said my sales, it was like crickets because it wasn't enough for them because they were all mm. like seven. And you really need to be supported by people who they're going to be dips and valleys and hills and beautiful vistas. And then you're going to hit the ground again. You know, <laughs> you need someone to ride that out with you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a shame because like a launch of 16 people at 3,500 is still awesome. That helps yeah. cover so many things in life, right? Like that's a great launch. And sometimes I feel like people worry about the bottom line more than they worry about the human beings. Yep. Right. And I know you've been talking a lot about this lately and, you know, I totally applaud you for doing this because I feel like We'll be in spaces where if you feel like you don't make enough money, you feel unworthy of being in that space. Yep. And that doesn't help you. Does That doesn't help anyone. It becomes a very inauthentic place to be in. And it, it feels like, you know, when Pinterest came out or like Instagram and like everything's perfect. And like, then you have the like Pinterest fails, right. Or whatever. That's what it feels like. It feels like everyone's so perfect, perfect. And when you try to emulate or do the same things and it fails, you feel like you're unworthy and now it's time to give up when sometimes it's not time to give up. It's time to change course. Someone's blueprint may not match what you need, nor does it match your values and the lifestyle that you want. 1000%. And I have been talking about this because a lot of the people that I know that are doing well in the space, a lot of them are great. There was one woman today actually that I really respect and she's doing so well. And I actually messaged her and I was like, I just want you to know that you thank, congratulations. Thank you. Cause she really does care about her clients and you can tell. And then now she's getting recognized at such a huge level and I'm so happy for her. But then there's these other people I know that are only about the bottom line, mm -hmm. but they act like they're for the client. And it really is starting to bother me. And I, it just like, I noticed one person, I'm not going to, I don't want to get into too much, but I do want to share this is that she was somebody in my mastermind who would only come in and share good news. And I saw one of her sales dive. It was not a good thing. I was part of it. I saw it. And I was like, I wonder if she's going to tell the truth on the mastermind. And the next week at the mastermind, she didn't, she didn't talk about it at all. She talked about some other win. And I understand people wanting to celebrate the wins, but I also think it's important to be transparent and visible. But the more important thing, because I don't know your audience that well, is what Sandra said, it does not represent what you have to offer. It is just part of the business. And anytime I go through something and I don't sell as well as I'd like, first of all, I don't make that the, the end result anymore. I make it about the journey and the experience. But if for some reason something doesn't go the way I wished it would have, I pivot, I learn from it, I move forward and I shift something and mm -hmm. I find the good in it. And then I find what I didn't do as well and I shift that. So yeah, that's what needs to be taught, I think is a lot of like, or supported is a lot of mindset shifts during it. It's amazing how much your mind goes through this like roller coaster with tunnels and underground layers. I'm going to visualize that during a launch because you you go in, you're excited and then you start building it out and then you get overwhelmed and then you think, okay, what if this doesn't work? What if it does work? How many people do I want? Is this too big of a goal? Is this too small of a goal? 
I mean, your brain just goes like a hundred miles yeah. an hour. And then when you're in it, like you said, like that middle part of the launch, the open cart period, you're where things kind of like just take a little bit of it. It's just quieter. Yeah. Uh, then you start to, like you said earlier, you start to second guess yourself. Am I doing this right? Am I, am I going to be okay? Is this going to be a good launch? What's going to happen? Is it this? Is it that? It's such a mindset roller coaster ride and no like people are talking about it but i think we need to like we almost need to highlight our failures mm-hmm. and when we highlight our failures we can then look at and dig into and di- diagnose why did that fail and it may not be our failure it might just be like what's going on in the world like you know sometimes launches fail because there was a hurricane you know and so people were focused on that nothing to do with you or your content or your offer. It's just that. But if we folk, if we look at what didn't work, we can like transform and see what can work in the future. And I don't think anyone's, everyone's focusing on like the rah, rah, rah versus like, here's the hard part. How do we transform this so that our next launch is better as, as opposed to like sweeping it in the corner and hoping it doesn't rear its ugly head again in our next launch. But we gotta, we gotta look at that. And not many people are looking at that because everyone wants to share their wins because they want to be part of the win club. And that doesn't always serve people. No. And, and also a lot of the win circle, when you, whenever I used to see people's posts, like I made a hundred K on this launch and I'm like, Hmm, how much was your overhead? How much was your ad spend? And how long is that hundred K going to last? Because you have to build an everlasting business. A business is going to last a long time. So I just did a launch last week where it was an experimental launch and I really wanted two people in, three people joined. But if I was looking at it from another place, it would have been like, you should have had 10, you should have whatever it was. But yeah. for me, it was about the experience. People really enjoyed the experience and people aren't buying as quickly as they used to any longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know that I have in that group, some raving fans that may purchase from me next time around. They may not but I've seen people follow me for a while and then purchase, or they'll be like, I've been following you for years. I can find, I want to purchase now. I can work with you now. And so for me, it's about the experience now. And that's why I think it's really important that you one surround yourself with really good people. Sandra and I are, you know, we, we, we work together and we talk together and we're friends now and I've hired her before. And I recommend her highly to people Two, you believe in what you're doing, even in those moments of doubt, come back to why you're doing it yeah. or what, what is exciting about it. And three, know that you're not alone. Everybody goes through this. Mm-hmm. Just not everybody's honest about it. Yeah. And you also have to read the climate. Like you said, I was thinking about somebody, I'm not going to say who it was, but a really big profiled person, they were launching and COVID happened <gasps> and you could tell she didn't pivot her launch and oh, she God. was putting out these really professional photos, glamour photos. And I was like, oh, you're not reading the climate. You should have pivoted. I feel like that person should have read the climate and not put out those glamour photos when people are like freaking out when we were in Mm -hmm. lockdown. Mm -hmm. And then I've recently heard this person has released like all her employees and stuff. And I think it's really important and nothing, I'm sure maybe she's doing something else because she's a very nice person and I wish her the best, but you have to read the climate and also adjust to it. And if you're true to your work and true to your brand and true to what you're doing, it's easy. Don't you think it's easy to pivot, Sandra, because mm-hmm. you know what your mission is? Yeah. Well, you, you're led by your values, not by, you know, this checklist that someone's given you. 
Yeah, leading by values is a huge thing. Like I remember when COVID hit and everyone was freaking out. I'm the type of person where I'll take care of everyone else and I'll take care of me last during mm-hmm. an emergency. And so I was going live. I think I had two memberships at the time. So I went live in both and we just really talked about it a lot. And I actually didn't go live in my membership. I did a Zoom call and I had people come on with me and, you know, we did what what do we think is going to happen where's everyone in the world what's going on with you you know someone was shut in spain they were in spain traveling so they were shut in a very small like hotel room with their four kids and like everyone's just giving like trying to help each other out and then in that membership and i give engaging posts for people to use in their group so we had to switch that around because some of them would have been like not appropriate so i sat there and recreated new posts for the month of March and April because the everything was different. It wasn't, it wasn't like February, 2020, you know, everything needed to change. And I feel like a lot of the like coaching world. And I know we, we know a lot of people in the coaching world, a lot of them didn't switch and they just, you know, cause I, in a way they weren't affected in a way, like in some ways, you know, they were all worked from home anyways, they were making millions. So they didn't care if they had to pay, you know, an extra 4,000 for their Peloton bike to come in, you know, like it, it didn't affect them. Like it would other people who were like, I don't know. I was thinking it was going to be a recession right away. Clearly I was, I'm not the financial advisor anyone should have, but I thought, I thought there would be a recession. I thought that there would be a, a, you know, a lot of maybe not right in the beginning, but a few weeks later when they kept extending the amount of time we needed to flatten the curve. I'm like this, there's something like, this is not short term. This is going to be long term. And how is this going to affect everyone? But then you had people that launched in April 2020 who did really well because by then the US government and the Canadian government were giving out grants and loans and yeah. and, and like money like crazy. And so people were like, woohoo, you know, and spending a lot of money. And I was one of them too. I mean, I I spent a lot of my business that year as an investment because I had that, but I don't think everyone was in the same position. And I don't think everyone was reading the room or reading the climate, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 I think there was something you just said, and I can't remember it now, but I think what's important is being able to do that and then being able to meet it with really authentic, organic. I know people don't like the word authentic, but I actually like it. Organic response. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really important. So, and I, I, you know, I think, oh, I know what it was. It's not leading from fear mm. because if you really love what you do and you love how you can help. And of course there was fear, a lot of fear in the air and yeah. there's no judgment about that with at, at anything and what people were going through. But for me, I looked at my product and I was like, how can this support mm. people right now? And then doing, you know, honest menace messaging around it. I also launched, I believe that April, but I think I was planning on la- launching that April and it was a good launch. Yeah. So it wasn't even in my thought that people are getting money from the government. I was just like, oh, this is needed right now. Soul Finder Academy, like working on your subconscious thoughts. You need this right now. (laughs) And I don't think anyone was thinking about the money coming in from the government. I think it just like happened. (laughs) It was months later. I was like, wait a minute. Wasn't that the time that everyone was getting no money? I mean, I mean, that was a great time to launch. If you could emotionally go through it at that time, I don't think not everyone had the capacity, but like, 
if you did more power to you, cause that was a good time. I definitely bought a lot of things around that time. So it definitely was a good time to launch. Yeah. And I think coming back to like communities, taking care of our communities during that time. And even now, so like, there's still a lot going on, you know, in the world and what what's going on. So I think that just being there for our communities, whether there are free communities or paid communities, because everyone's feeling it. And I think, you know, like Facebook groups just says the stat, Facebook groups in- increased by three times the amount of people like in a Facebook or coming into Facebook groups between like February and April of 2020, because wow. we needed online communities to visit and be a part of because we couldn't get in touch with you know we couldn't meet in person but yeah so I mean it's a it's an interesting time and I feel like there's a lot of conversation going around the coaching world still about this conversation you know are they being authentic are they there for you are they saying one thing in their sales and then when you go into the program, it's very different. Do you still feel like people are being cared for once you're in the program? And sometimes people are not feeling that. No, I I just had an experience where what was sold was definitely not what was happening. And then what even surprised me more was the customer service when I emailed Mm. and I, and the ignoring <laughs> it was amazing to me. Oh, we're talking a seven figure company, you know, who's, but, but it's not like a big company. It's a one person. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, did you get this email? Yeah, we got it too bad. It was basically, that was the answer. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's, I think like you said something about community and I, I, I have paid communities. You, I call them paid communities because I don't do free Facebook groups and stuff. I'm active on my business page and I'm active on Instagram and stuff, but it is really important to be part of a community where you feel safe and is led by an incredible leader. And I know you teach that a lot. And I, I learned it from being in communities, not necessarily in Facebook, like years ago when I was in certain types of classes and the teachers were bat crazy. I'm not going to curse. <laughs> and one of them was a therapist. And I really had an experience where it was really horrendous. I had a few of those and I was like, I will never do that to my community. Mm. And being able to create a really safe environment is so important, you know, and I'm not to say that I'm not flawed. We all have our things, right? I'm not everybody's cup of tea because I'm very direct. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my, my, my community's like, you got to be ready for her direct and honest and kick in the butt. She loves you, but she's going to do it. And that's not for everybody. And that's okay. too. Yeah. To find what fits. One of the questions in one of my applications for my program or for t- two of my applications is like, do you want direct coaching or sugar-coated? <laughs> and then that's that, a great question. That's how I know because, and sometimes, you know, knowing a personality or knowing how someone like, you know, is a little bit more empathetic or, or what have you, I know to start my, my sentence, like, okay, here's some tough love coming. Are you ready? Cause I just, I was brought up that way. My mother is very, very direct, almost too direct, a little embarrassing in public, but that's how I, you know, I've, I've known and I appreciate when people are direct. I don't understand when people try to sugarcoat or try to like hint things to me. And I've never been good at that. So at like old jobs where they were trying to hint things, I'm like, I don't know what, like it didn't come off as like, they were trying to tell me something because I didn't know. It's like, yeah. I don't understand this. And later on, I'm like, oh, so you were just trying to be polite. Well, stop being polite and just tell me what you need to tell me. 
I'm the same exact way. Like, just tell me. Oh my goodness. And when I was used to act in New York, you'd go in for an audition or you'd go meet an agent and they'd, they'd tell you to your face, no, we don't want you. And then when I moved to LA and I'd go for all these meetings and they'd be like, oh my goodness, you're amazing. We'll get in touch with you. And then they'd never call. Oh gosh. I remember saying this in the industry. I was like, wow, it's so fascinating. New York, they'll literally tell you to your face. No, we're not interested. Get out. But in LA, you know, you don't really know. You're like, oh my goodness, they love me. They love me. And they're not returning your call. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. Okay. Now I got it. That's so I think it's a different approach. <laughs> I would um, rather know in the moment, walk away and make other plans than right. like sit by my phone, waiting for my phone call from them. Yeah. But you did say something and I agree with that, where it's like, you have to read the, the audience. Read, I don't like saying audience. You have to read the person. And if there's somebody who's really dealing with a very vulnerable thing, mm-hmm. I want to be careful with giving great advice, but also holding the support so that they don't feel attacked and they can take in the support and understand and feel seen and heard and loved during the direct advice. So I agree with that. So tell us, what are you up to these days? So I am, well, I told you a lot of stuff is shifting, but by the time you hear this podcast, it's all going to be shifted and amazing. I am promoting my program, Next Level Living, which is a deep dive mentorship program with me where you really learn how to experience synchronicity in the universe, if you believe in that. So how to build a business from the inside out, really allowing the universe to support you and understanding the signs and symbols and making really great intuitive decisions and choices. I am making my other membership for your soul, which is a great program where people come in if they want to just learn all sorts of things, crystals and astrology and things I don't teach. I have teachers from all over that Sandra has a class in there. I do have a class in there. Yeah. What's your class again in there? It's definitely about Facebook groups. I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, they loved it. So I get teachers from all around the United States and Europe and Canada to teach in there. I don't think it's around the world right now. And then Soulfinder Academy is digital. But really what I'm focused on is feeling powerful. It's not about powerful. It's feeling really comfortable in my message, not hiding anymore and getting it out there. Mm-hmm. And it from a play, and it feels really good. I feel like I've hit another level of my business where I'm ready to be seen and heard. Oh, and I have a book out. Oh, All right. That's I'm right. Sorry. I have a book out. We should probably talk about that. You've been a little bit busy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm doing a second podcast soon. The book is guides, <laughs> mystical connections. I, the, the publisher titled it. So I don't, I can never remember yes. the title of my own book guides, mystical connections to soul guides and divine teachers. And it's a really great book. If you're into spirit guides. That's awesome. Yeah. So there's a lot, but I think the most important thing for me is living what had always been a Sandra when we met, I build a business that supports my lifestyle, you know, and that's the most important thing for me. So when I get to a place in my business where something isn't working, I I reshape it and I'm in the reshaping process right now, which can be uncomfortable. Oh yeah. But what I love about how you build your business around your life, not the other way around is you don't is it you don't work Mondays and Fridays or you don't work Mondays until two o'clock? There's some, you've got like a really cool schedule. I try to only take meetings. Today is a anomaly, a non, I can't say the word. I don't know. Anomaly? Anomaly, whatever you can, you can just put in the, whatever. Anomaly. Anomaly. Someone's going to text, text or email or message us how to pronounce I'm from Brooklyn. I should just keep it down. Anyway, I usually only take calls on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. 
Yes. And if I have to take a third call the week, I'll make it on Friday because I usually play tennis like by two, three o'clock in the afternoon. So Mondays and Thursdays are free. I'm usually in a tennis lesson Monday morning. It doesn't mean I don't create content, but I don't want to be on a call. I don't want to have to show up anywhere. Mm-hmm. No schedule. No schedule. My schedule. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I am on the, in the summer, I try not to work Wednesdays and Fridays and that's always fun. Yeah. It feels good. You need to break it all year long. I'm, I'm going to start doing it all year long. Yeah. I got to find new hobbies and things. Yeah. You know, I think that's what it is when you have the space. Cause now I'm getting a new team and they're starting to handle things in a different way where I'm like, Oh, they don't need me as much. Now what? Mm-hmm. Now what do I do with my time? Right. But I want that do that second podcast. So, and that's a story, a true crime story. So mm-hmm. that takes a lot of work. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for yeah. being here with us. How can everyone find you? I'm going to spell my name, but I'm sure it'll be in the show notes and it'll be in the title. I think marilynaloria.com because <laughs> nobody can spell it. And then I'm active on Facebook, my Facebook personal business page and Instagram. And that is me. I do have somebody help a little with social media, but it's mainly me. So awesome. yeah, you can find me there. Thank you so much for coming out to us. Anything else you want to say to people? No, just create the business that you really believe in and don't wait. I heard somebody say, if on your list is I'll start tomorrow, that's a definite sign of failure. Ooh. So I would say, don't wait until tomorrow, just one tiny step a day. And, you know, definitely work with Sandra if, if that speaks to you and work with me if it speaks to you, but just find your, your people, get supported and grow your business and do your business. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time and the anomaly of having me take your schedule on a Thursday. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Marilyn. Thanks, Sandra. Bye. Bye.